Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. It's time for the rundown with Rob Sanders. We're waiting. And welcome into the rundown. I am Rob Sanders. It's day three. And I tell you what, it is, uh, it's been interesting here the first couple days because um, I feel like I've been like just going absurdly too fast. And that's something I'm going to have to work on. I know that. And I know that once I get some more, uh, some more shows under my belt, I will be a happy individual and be able to put on a better show. So, my name is Rob Sanders. This is The Rundown. If it's your first time listening, thank you so much. You can follow me on Twitter at Rob Sounds Good. I always uh, love to read some of the tweets. Got some great stuff yesterday. I'll uh, talk about some of that. I'm going to give you a rundown on what happened last night as far as Gamecock baseball and Clemson baseball. In case you're out of the mix a little bit. You know, I have that problem. I have children at home. I get out of the mix every now and then. I'll also keep you up to date on the Atlanta Braves today because they are America's team. I know uh, my wife gets mad at me when I say that. They're not America's team. There are other teams in baseball. I'm like, who? What are you talking about? Anyway, they're up 2-1 to one in the top of the uh, eighth inning in Washington. And a win over Washington is a win, a win for America. I mean, it's just the way it is. No one likes the Nationals. Bryce Harper's beard is, is horrible. <laughs> so I could talk I could talk baseball all day long uh, especially with uh with the Atlanta Braves so uh but I've got some great stuff I'm going to get into today of course uh you can follow me on Facebook as well I broadcast the show on uh, Facebook live and uh you can comment immediately there and uh, obviously tweet at me on Twitter at uh, Rob sounds good and uh we'll be able to let you interact that way and of course the old-fashioned way you can call me in studio, 978-1832, 978-1832. Now, I've got some stuff today that uh, may pique your interest. I'm going to tell you in about uh, about 8 to 10 minutes here about what you should expect from Clemson in the spring game. It's more than a glorified scrimmage for uh, some of the young men that are out there, and I'll uh, tell you about that. Also, college basketball may be in serious trouble and I'm going to tell you why. That's today at about uh, 3.50. So hang around for that. And I'll tell you why college basketball may be in trouble. And I'm going to put my Superman cape on because I am on a mission to save college basketball. Yesterday, I had to put my cape on to save college football scheduling. Hopefully someone heard that and they're going to uh, get working on that. Because once you do that, it's going to fix it. It's not that complicated what I put out there. All right. Today I'm going to help you fix college basketball because at the rate that we're going, college basketball is going to Guinea. That's, that's the best term I can use there. All right, so let's start with last night. We will talk about the Clemson baseball team first. They jumped out early, three runs in the second inning. Drew Wharton and Jordan Green both hit homers for the Tigers last night. But Georgia, 
they answer with five runs in the third inning, and they went over Clemson 6-3. to three. This game was played in North Augusta. Now, I have a problem with that, and I'll tell you why. The teams are going to play two games this season, all right? They're scheduled to meet in Athens next week. But Clemson plays this away game in, in uh, North Augusta, and then they got to play at Athens. So, basically... Georgia is is essentially getting, in my mind, two home games. And you're playing a top-10 team. or I mean, they're ranked 10th in one poll. I think they're 18th in another poll. Who, whatever poll you look at. I use D1 Baseball. D1 Baseball has them at 18. Uh, Clemson is ranked 11. So I don't like those games like that. It just doesn't make any sense. I would rather Clemson play either, okay, Georgia, you're going to come here and then we'll go there. Or you can do a set where, hey, Coastal Carolina, you know, you could play them. You could play the College of Charleston. I don't think they play the College of Charleston this year. That's interesting to me. So the Gamecocks have um, a game at a neutral site, if you call it neutral. They play on May 9th. They've already played one in Charlotte against North Carolina. But they play against uh, the College of Charleston on May 9th at Spirit Communications Park. Now, that's about, I mean, if you can run like my buddy Willie, my buddy Willie Tanner over there helping me out with my uh, getting my podcast and stuff set up. I'll tell you about how you can uh, get the podcast for this show later on. If you can run like Willie can, you can run from Spirit Communications Park to Founders Park and, you know, probably make it there. Willie will probably do it in probably 20 minutes, something like that. It's about three or four miles. Okay. I mean, it's, it's an even shorter car ride. You just get in your car, and you can laugh at Willie as he's running and then get there and not be sweaty. So that's probably what I would do. Willie's healthier than I am, though. So anyway, um, but that's, that's basically a home game for the South Carolina Gamecocks in a minor league baseball park. I, I don't, if you're the College of Charleston, why would you do that? I, I just I just don't understand the whole thing of we're going to go to a minor league stadium and and or or a neutral site and we're going to play games there. That doesn't benefit anybody. I don't understand the the whole gist of that. I mean, I know that they say they're opening a new stadium there. Yeah, well, that's great. Let you know, let somebody else do that. I, I I don't get it. All right, so Clemson will play Miami, the first of a three game series at Doug Kingsmore on Friday night. First pitch there is at six thirty. So. If you want to follow the Tigers, I know they're going to have uh, the spring game this weekend. And then uh, they set it up right because you can go to the spring game and then go and catch the uh, Clemson-Miami game that afternoon. I will be doing that this Saturday. That's my Saturday. And here's the funny part. I had friends that were going to do it with me. But my friends, you know, I call them on the telephone and they're like, uh... Or when I speak to them in person, yeah, we're going. And I'm like, all right, well, I'll call you this week. We'll get the details, figure out where we're going to go. And then they don't show up. I can't get them on the phone. What's up with that? Craziness. So I may be going up there by myself, but that's fine. Make sure you follow me on Twitter. I'll um, tweet out some pictures while I'm up there. And if you're going, love to see your stuff up there. You can uh, tweet at me at Rob Sounds Good, and we'll uh, obviously share the online goodness there together. I'll post all the great stuff that uh, listeners send me on my blog page at foxsportsradio1400.com. So uh, we want you to send me some pictures. I know uh, people like taking pictures of their kids at the rock and down on the field and all that kind of stuff. Just kind of cool to do that. All right, let's talk about the Gamecocks. Jacob Olson had a career-high five RBI, and uh, Carmen 
Mladinski, there you go, pitched five quality innings last night in a 12-1 win over the Citadel. The Gamecocks scored seven runs in the seventh inning to break it open. But welcome back, Madison Stokes. He made his first start since March 24th in the win, homered, and drove in two for the Gamecocks. Now the schedule gets tougher, though. We talked about this earlier this week. The Gamecocks got to play on the road at third-ranked Arkansas. But that win last night, I know the Citadel is not a good baseball team this year, but that was an important win for the Gamecocks because if you drop that game, you know that means that uh, you've dropped two in a row to the Citadel, and you don't want that, especially where their RPI is. That could hurt you as far as trying to get into the, uh, into the tournament. But then you got to go on the road to third-ranked Arkansas. I mean, that is... The Gamecock baseball schedule is brutal the rest of the season. I'm going to keep saying that because I've got to keep some of you Gamecock fans in check, okay? Because I've seen the Fire Kingston ads on my uh, on my Facebook walls and on Twitter and everything else that, you know, Kingston's got to go. He hasn't been here eight months. Give the man some time. Anyway... So they will play there on uh, Thursday night. So they start a Thursday night series. I'm hearing that Adam Hill will not start on Thursday. He will start on Friday if he, as he gets back into the rotation. But uh, first pitch on Thursday night is at 7 o'clock. Some other baseball notes real quick here. The National Collegiate Baseball Writers Association announced that Seth Beer, the Clemson outfielder, was uh, the National Player of the Month. In March, he hit 294, eight homers, 20 RBI, and a 662 slugging percentage. What is so great about Seth Beer is that when he steps up to the plate, even teams that don't like him, you you just respect him. It's, and I'm not I'm not trying to put him in the in the same language that Chipper Jones is in because, but that's how I feel when he goes up there. You just feel like he's going to do something. And it's the same way I felt when I was a kid when I would watch Chipper Jones. Chipper Jones would go up there and he would just do his thing. That's kind of how I felt about um, when Seth Beer does his thing. All right, so I'm going to move on to the Clemson spring game now. And I tell you what, it's interesting to me some different things here about the spring game that uh, I want to get out there. The first, though, is that uh, All-American tackle, uh, defensive tackle Dexter Lawrence is going to be held out. Uh, Richard Jurgen and safety Nolan Turner, they're also not going to play in the spring game. Now, Clemson running back um, Travis Etienne and Adam Choice are in kind of a dogfight with, uh, with Tavian Feaster for playing time this season. So if you're looking for something there, if you're looking for something to follow there, okay, that's a position that uh, you may get some... Uh, May have a look at there. Now, of course, uh, Tony Elliott, the running backs coach, said that uh, Feaster had a slight lead uh, for that first string role at this point. But he said ETN and Choice were closing the gap. He said that on Monday night. Now, Feaster rushed for about 670 yards last season, seven touchdowns, 107 carries to go with the 12 receptions for 112 yards and another score. But, you know, I mentioned earlier about um, Chipper Jones and when he would step up to the plate. I get that feeling when Travis Etienne touches the ball. And it's nothing against Tavian Feaster or Adam Choice, but 
I I just when Travis Etienne touches the ball, it just seems like he just makes stuff happen. Uh, I remember the Louisville game last season where he planted his foot, went straight to the sideline, and just bolted for a long touchdown run. So that's that's one area that you need to to check out there. The running backs. And then Xavier Thomas, the number one recruit in the country, you get an opportunity to check him out, and you can see what he's going to be able to do against a college offensive line. Now, that's, that's something you can see in the spring game. You won't really know until the game. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But you get an idea. I mean, it's your first time you can really see him in pads in college. So that's something you need to look at. Now, I know everybody out there is like, well, what about the quarterbacks? Well, I got to slap some Clemson fans' wrists today. Now, I I made Gamecock fans angry earlier this week when I basically uh, called them out for the stuff with Coach Kingston and, of course, on my blog page where uh, the strength of schedule stuff. So I haven't been – I've been okay to the Gamecock fans, but today – I'm going to make Clemson fans angry at me. And it's not like I come in here every day and I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to clap my hands and see how I can irritate said fan base. That's not what I'm trying to do. These are just thoughts that run through my head. Uh, I had some folks angry with me for Clemson yesterday about um, the stuff with, uh, with Coach Brad Brownell. Today I'm going to talk about Kelly Bryant. I cannot go down my Twitter feed, down my Facebook feed, or talk to a good piece of Clemson fans, and they tell me Kelly Bryant is a good quarterback, but Trevor Lawrence is going to have to be the guy if Clemson is going to make a run to the national championship game because obviously, and this is their words, obviously, Kelly Bryant can't throw down the field. Now, I'm not sure why Clemson fans think this way. You have a senior who is going to be your quarterback over a true freshman. Now, this isn't taking anything away from Trevor Lawrence. Okay, I'm sure, he, I'm sure he's going to do some great stuff at Clemson. He was recruited highly. Everybody and their brother wanted this young man to come to their college. All right? So this isn't a knock on him. What I'm saying is, is did you can't forget what Kelly Bryant has done for Clemson. His first season starting last year, he threw for 2,800 yards, 13 touchdowns, 8 picks, also rushed for 665 yards and 11 touchdowns. He's responsible for 24 touchdowns. Okay, and here's something else, Clemson fans. Especially the Clemson fans are like, well, Trevor Lawrence is going to be the kid and he has to do it, and we don't want Dabo Sweeney making that same mistake that he made with Deshaun Watson his uh, his freshman year when he wouldn't sit Cole Stout. There is a huge difference between Cole Stout and Kelly Bryant. You could just look at the numbers, and it's going to tell you that. And I hear Clemson fans tell me, but, but Rob, he can't throw the ball down the field. 
Oh, really? Huh. Well, according to Pro Football Focus, he was the most efficient downfield passer in the ACC last season as far as percentages go. Yeah, that would be that Kelly Bryant. So wrap your head around that for a second there, Clemson fans. We don't know what you've got with Trevor Lawrence. We know that he's highly touted. We don't know what he's going to do in pads yet. Nobody knows. Okay? But we do know what we're going to get with Kelly Bryant. So lay off this whole thing of, hey, we're going to, you know, we've got to have this young freshman start or Clemson doesn't have a chance to make the national championship game. I think that is insanely inaccurate. And if you're a Clemson fan that thinks that way, give me a call, 978-1832, and uh, we'll let you have your piece. And then I'll hit you with more numbers, and we'll go about our merry way. Some other stuff to watch in the spring game. Deion Kane is gone for Clemson. Ray Ray McLeod is gone for Clemson. Between the two of those guys, they had over 1,200 yards receiving. Now, if you look at Kelly Bryant's numbers, that's almost half, a little bit less than half, of the uh, the yards from scrimmage as far as receivers go went to those receivers. Now, we do know that Hunter Renfro, the uh, the walk-on there, everybody's favorite walk-on, Hunter Renfro, the guy that Donald Trump talks about uh, when uh, Clemson won the national title and the Tigers visited the White House. Okay, Hunter Renfro, he's obviously should step into that into that role. I mean, he is the upperclassman there for the Tigers. He accounted for 602 yards, but one of the things that is going to help Kelly Bryant or whoever is back there taking snaps for the Clemson Tigers is who is it after that? And I know everybody's going to be like, well, T. Higgins. Okay, well, T. Higgins caught 345 yards where the balls last year. Now, I know that the, that the receiving core was, um, had a ton of guys there, but the point is now he's going to have to make the step up from being second string to being one of the guys, okay? And he has to get Kelly Bryant or Trevor Lawrence or whoever's taking snaps for Clemson to trust him. So that's going to be interesting as well. The other one is Amari Rogers. He accounted for 120 yards from scrimmage last season. So Kelly Bryant's going to have to figure out who he can trust at receiver. So that there may be some growing pains there on that front. I think the first two or three games of the season, he may lean heavily on Hunter Renfro and a lot of passes out of the flat uh, to Travis Etienne and, of course, Tavian Feaster and maybe even Adam Choice. So we will definitely look into that. Now, that is your spring game stuff there for Clemson. And I've got some more stuff we're going to go over in just a moment. The FPI for ESPN came out. And they really like Clemson, and they really like South Carolina. I'm going to give you some percentages on games for this coming season. And uh, we're going to do that on the other side of this break. Be sure to check out my blog page. I'll tell you what we've got up there in just a moment. Also on Twitter at Rob Sounds Good. And the podcast is up now. That's also on the blog page at FoxSportsRadio1400.com. We'll be right back in just a moment. Welcome back to The Rundown. Follow Rob on Twitter at RobSoundsGood. Hey, hey. 
978-1832 is the number. If you uh, are a Clemson fan that thinks that Kelly Bryan is not the answer at quarterback, that is the number you can dial right now, and uh, we'll discuss that. I gave you the numbers last segment. This segment, we're going to talk about um, ESPN's FPI. What that is, is it's like a computer simulation. It's basically like a prediction method that they use for each team. And I checked it out, and they really like Clemson, but they give you a percentage as far as wins go for, you know, you can pick out any team you want. So we'll start with South Carolina because we talked a lot about Clemson last time, then I'll give you the Clemson percentages in a moment. But uh, they are uh, an example. They, they think that uh, it's a 97% chance that South Carolina will beat Coastal Carolina. I think we all would agree upon that. The percentage drops to 20% against Georgia, back up to 84% against Marshall, 79% against Vanderbilt, 62% against Kentucky, 56% against Missouri, 51% against Texas A&M, 77% against Tennessee, um, 47% chance that they'll get a win at Ole Miss, a 34% chance they pick up a win at Florida, 98% chance they get a win at Chattanooga, and then a 9% chance that they go up to Death Valley and uh, break that streak to the Clemson Tigers. So, according to ESPN, they have South Carolina, as far as their percentages goes with their FPI models, they have them losing a game to Georgia, Ole Miss, Florida, and Clemson. So they've got uh, South Carolina at 8-4, and four, and they've got them at about 50-50 with Texas A&M. So... There's something to think about there as far as the computer models go. They've got uh, they they like the Gamecocks to go eight and four, maybe seven and five if they can't uh, beat Texas A&M. A lot different on the Clemson side because the computer models here with the FPI really love the Clemson Tigers. Ninety nine percent chance to pick up a win against Furman, seventy five percent to win at Texas A&M, ninety nine percent against Georgia, eighty one percent against Georgia Tech. Now, that game's at Georgia Tech. Clemson generally struggles to play in Atlanta. So with that weird, I don't even know what they call that offense. It's like the offense that Paul Johnson runs is just, it's insane. I don't get it. Um, Then 96% against Syracuse. I'm sure Clemson fans are like, yeah, that game's going to be in Death Valley. They're going to try to put a stamp on that after losing in the – in the, uh, the Dome up there last season. 87% chance against Wake Forest. 93% chance against NC State to pick up a win. 76% chance to pick up a win at Florida State. That is, I think that's really high. Not, not a lot of people go in to uh, Dope Campbell Stadium down there and actually pick up a win over Florida State. And Florida State, if you remember, they're a 25-1 to 1. That's their odds to actually win the national title, according to a couple of sports books out in Las Vegas. So that's interesting in itself, by the way, that, um, that it's a 76% chance that they're going to win against Florida State. Louisville, they have them as a 92% chance. Boston College, 84.5%. Duke, 91%. And then the Gamecocks, they've got them at 90% chance to uh, continue their winning streak against South Carolina. Now, so if you look at that, they've got Clemson going 12-0. and That is 
that is a uh, pretty bold there coming from the FPI, especially this early in the season. So, of course, we've got plenty of more times to uh, uh, chances to talk football as uh, as the season goes on. Um, a quick shout out here to Will Bethay. If you don't know who Will Bethay is, Will Bethay is a baseball player for uh, AC Flora. I got a chance to call four games in the um, Forest Acres Classic last week, and uh, this young man was a heck of a player. And he, um, you could just tell he was just, just, just better than a lot of folks that were on the field. And there were commits from all kinds of colleges everywhere. But uh, on Sunday, that young man committed to play for Clemson. And it's great that he's staying in state, but it's just kind of a personal thing for me. I actually got to call, call games for this young man as he's out there uh, doing his thing for the Falcons, who are your defending 4A state champions in baseball. Coach uh, Andy Hallett out there, he knows what he's doing. So good stuff there uh, with Will Bethay. Out to uh, Facebook Live. Everyone on uh, my Facebook Live feed right now. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lewis says that... I think he's talking about the Gamecock schedule is easy peasy. Yeah, thanks for that, Lewis. I don't know. I know that uh, traditionally, if you look on my blog page, you can see that um, the Gamecock schedule falls behind Clemson. Maybe that's what Lewis is talking about. I don't know. So uh, I'll ask him during the break. And then you've got uh, oh, Kent Phillips is talking about cupcakes on the schedule. Well, I don't know. who I, you got to tell me who you're talking about, man. So, I mean, who do you think has a cupcake schedule? It's obviously, if you look on uh, the blog page, I wrote a whole thing about strength of schedule. You never really know until the end of, end of the season. And that's the big thing. You can look at stuff now and say, well, that looks like that's going to be a Clemson win here or a Clemson win there. I'm sure if you had the FPI rankings from last season, Florida State, which finished 6-6, six and six, if you looked at their FPI at the start of the season, they may have not been favored in possibly two games, uh, the Clemson game and the Alabama game, and they still finished 6-6. Six and six. So obviously this doesn't count, uh, doesn't account for injuries and things like that. Lewis corrects me and says that he thinks that Clemson has a cupcake schedule. I completely disagree with you, sir. Every year, especially for the past five years, their schedule through the Sagarin ratings is tougher than the University of South Carolina, which I, I think that's what he was trying to get at me there. Let's head out to the phones real quick. 978-1832. 978-1832. And welcome in to the rundown. How are you, sir? Rob Sanders, positive Mike. How are you, sir? Positive Mike. What's going on, brother? Good to hear you on there. Well, thank you, my friend. What can I do for you today? I was going to tell you, don't uh, go hungry on Saturday. You're up there. Come by. We'll be tailgating with some. Oh, okay. Oh, look at that. I got an invite to, uh, to go to a tailgate. Well, since I've got you on the phone, Mike, we were talking about strength of schedule, and uh, I'm catching grief on Facebook Live. Everybody says Clemson has a cupcake schedule. Do you agree or disagree? 
Yeah. We'll see how that plays out. Um, I think they say that every year, and then it ends up being a top-five schedule. We just don't know what's going to happen with these teams. Um, going on to the year, I'd say it's probably going to be a little easier. But um, a lot of people think Texas A&M is going to be down. I, I think they may surprise some people. They, got, they have talent. <laughs> they do have some talent. I, I, I noticed a tweet earlier from Larry Williams at uh, Tiger Illustrated. He was talking about uh, at spring practice that they were running a lot of uh, like fullback stuff and a lot of stuff up the middle. And uh, he, he basically said that uh, that's not really going to work against that SEC West schedule with a lot of those top defenses and, of course, Clemson with uh, the defensive line that the Tigers have. I think we'll be fine. Just play our game and – Going back to Brian, um, if eventually the cream will rise to the top. I, I don't know when. It might be August, might be September, might be November, but eventually Lawrence will be the guy, just from pure talent. The guy is probably a little header, more headed than Watson was coming in, but you know we'll see. We'll find out. I, I, if, I think we can win with Brian and go all the way if we did, but I don't understand all these coaches on the couch lately this is kind of driving me nuts that just sit back and enjoy the moment folks. i'm with enjoy you on your that. Wins. let me let me throw this at you why if you remember tim tebow's freshman year at florida leak was the starting quarterback for the gators and tim tebow came in and, and did running plays etc i don't understand why that you know that, that's something that that clemson can do as well if they've got both of them there I mean, I think you know, that's what will happen is yeah. somehow Lawrence was the, the starter going into the first game. You'll there'll be packages for Bryant, just, but we'll see if he's nipping on his heels now. I mean, the time we get to August, it's it's going to be a tight one. All right, positive Mike. Thanks so much for calling today, man. I really appreciate it, brother. All right, have a good one. Positive Mike. He's on the Trevor Lawrence is going to start parade, or you know, will, will eventually start. I don't want to don't want to hang him out there too much. All right, so more of the rundown with Rob in just a moment. A Clemson streak that is kind of dubious will continue. I'll tell you about that on the other side of the break. And I'm going to save college basketball. That's at 350 today. All that and more on the rundown in just a moment. Now, more of the rundown. Check out Rob's blog at foxsportsradio1400.com. And welcome back to The Rundown. I'm Rob Sanders. You know, I mentioned before the break about a dubious Clemson streak that's going to continue next season. And if you're a Clemson fan, you know what I'm talking about. That would be the Clemson scheduled uh, scheduled loss. Because that's what it is. When they go up to play North Carolina, at North Carolina. They, they can beat North Carolina at Little John. They won against North Carolina at Little John last season. But uh, next season, they're not going to have that opportunity. Clemson's uh, conference schedule games were released yesterday. Florida State, they will play uh, a home and road set with the Seminoles, Georgia Tech, Pitt, and Syracuse. Home games with Boston College, North Carolina, Virginia, Virginia Tech, and Wake Forest. On the road, they got to play at Duke, Louisville, Miami, NC State, and Notre Dame. So the Clemson schedule, uh, scheduled loss, that uh, series will continue uh, with, because obviously they're not playing at Chapel Hill next year, so it'll be another year 
of that dubious distinction there. I don't understand how how that doesn't that doesn't happen. I mean, teams should be able to win there. I mean, it's it is absurd the number there. I can't even remember the number. It's it's like fifty five in a row, fifty six in a row. It's insane. And Clemson has never won there, so that streak will continue. Some quarterback notes before we get to our next break here. Um, Steve Spurrier, who is uh, taking over to coach in that new Alliance of American Football, which, by the way, Steve Spurrier is hated by some Gamecock fans. You can find that on my Twitter wall at Rob Sounds Good. There's just some folks that just don't like Steve Spurrier. He's going to coach the Orlando franchise in that Alliance of American Football, and he says he wants Tim Tebow as his quarterback. You know, Tim Tebow is at Double uh, A in Sarasota, I think it is, and he's hitting homers there. I think eventually, it seems like he's improving a little bit everywhere he goes. Played really, you know, decent for the Fireflies enough to get promoted to Double A, and now he is going to be—he's uh, coveted by Steve Spurrier. And you know, Vince McMahon is launching the XFL, I think, in 2020. And uh, I think he's on record saying he would like players like Tim Tebow. So everybody wants Tim Tebow, but the NFL. That's interesting to me. All right, so Tim Tebow, maybe he'll want to play. Who knows? Right now, I think he's trying to focus on baseball. Uh, According to the Bleacher Report, Lamar Jackson going to the Patriots. Now, the Patriots have a couple of first-round picks. And, of course, when you have a couple of first-round picks— you know, you can do a lot with those to maybe help your team out now. And I think everybody's got it set in their head that Tom Brady is going to play forever. But you can't beat Father Time. Father Time is undefeated. A perfect example of that is Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning was the MVP one year, and then he led the Broncos to the Super Bowl next, the next season, but he wasn't really Peyton Manning. The defense won them that Super Bowl. But top father time is undefeated, and the idea of the Patriots drafting the Louisville quarterback, um, it can make sense for a lot of different teams, but going to the Patriots, they've got those two first-round picks, and they've got some, they're not that far off from being a Super Bowl contender. If they weren't that far off, I don't think that Brady would play. But, I mean, if you're looking as a franchise, this guy's 41 years old. It just makes sense. You know what I'm saying? So craziness there. I think that uh, the New England fan base, they would not be happy if uh, they had to deal on that front with Lamar Jackson on the sidelines. Of course, they let Jimmy uh, Garoppolo go. He went out to uh, to San Francisco, and San Francisco is building around him, and they love it. They love the fact that uh, Bill Belichick and his offensive coordinators developed a backup quarterback, which they thought was a backup quarterback, and now he's out at San Francisco, and San Francisco's found a quarterback, so they had one, and then they basically traded him away. I don't know the whole gist behind that. I'm not like the huge Patriots fan, but interesting move there if they do draft Lamar Jackson. That would be that would there'd be people in Boston that would uh, not be happy. You know, I mentioned my blog earlier. You can check that out at FoxSportsRadio1400.com today. I love ceremonial first pitches in baseball. I, I, I'm like just such an Americana type guy. And one of the cool things is I like it when at the beginning of a game, especially at like the beginning of a season, okay, teams try to roll out 
somebody that's really important, especially that first week or so, and then it kind of tapers off. But the first week, you know, the president may throw out a first pitch. But the other day, up in Chicago, where, by the way, it's like seven degrees and snowing. I have family that lives up there, and they're sending me pictures of their snow, and I'm laughing at them. I'm wearing a pair of shorts and a polo shirt today. (laughs) You guys are freezing up there, so congratulations on that. But up there with the Cubs, they had Sister Jean from uh, Loyola, Chicago. She went out there with some reps from the school. Now, of course, uh, Sister Jean's in a wheelchair. She's 90-something years old. I don't know if she could throw the ball. But it was cool to see her out there. So if you go to my blog page, you can uh, check out the footage of that. And then I also found probably the worst first pitches. Uh, 50 Cent, the rapper. I mean, obviously, he can, he can rock a rhyme or whatever the term is. Lawton Swan's good with that stuff. Lawton Swan will tell me whatever the terminology is for that. I, I, don't, have, uh, I don't have that in me. The Swan he does, though. So I'll have to ask him that when he comes in. He uh, kicks off at 4 o'clock this afternoon. So maybe we can, we can get Rob up on that lingo. But he threw an awful first pitch, and there were several others that were just horrible. Barack Obama had one that was just really bad. So you could check that out there. And then I had some really great ones. Uh, the U.S. Gym- gymnast uh, Gabby Giffords. No, no, not Gabby Giffords. It was the, uh, Gabby Giffords was the Congress lady that got shot. I'm talking about uh, the young lady, uh, Simone Biles. That's it. Simone Biles like cut, cut like a somersault and then threw hers. That's amazing. That's just some athletic talent right there. So you can check that out. That is on the blog page, and that is at um, Robin. Uh, that is at uh, FoxSportsRadio1400.com. Just click on my name up there. You can also check out the podcast um, because I've finally gotten all of that squared away, and uh, you'll be able to download that on iTunes eventually as soon as Apple approves me because you know how things are with Apple. They've got everybody and their brother trying to get stuff from them. So... In our next segment, we're going to talk with uh, the folks from Panera Bread about autism puzzle piece cookies. You'll learn something about me on this show. I am passionate about, uh, about autism. My son has autism. He's 11 years old. It's something I deal with every day. So when the folks from Panera Bread stopped in and, uh, and talked to me a little bit about the uh, autism cookies, I was like, wow, this is really cool. So we're going to talk with Danielle about that in just a moment. Also... I'm going to save college basketball because right now, especially without the story that, uh, that was posted earlier this morning in the Washington Post, I think it's going to be in trouble as far as the talent gap goes because a lot of kids may just say, you know what, the one and done thing doesn't apply to me anymore. So we'll talk about that in just a moment. Also, I'm going to wrap up uh, the stuff with the Fireflies and uh, what happened with them last night. That was... Uh, something that uh, was a tough game for the Fireflies last night. We'll get into that in a moment. Of course, the Atlanta Braves are playing up above me. They were leading 2-1 to a minute ago. I'll get you a scoreboard update on that. But I'm going to save college basketball in the next segment, so stick around for that. Also, we're going to learn a little bit about autism puzzle piece cookies. All that and a lot more right here in just a moment. On the rundown, I'm Rob Sanders. I'll be right back. Welcome back to The Rundown. Follow Rob on Twitter at RobSoundsGood. And 
Welcome back to The Rundown. I am Rob Sanders. Got to be honest with you, I'm a little bit triggered. The Atlanta Braves had a 2-1 lead going into the bottom of the ninth inning, but Matt Adams, a former Brave that now plays for the Washington Nationals, hits a game-tying home run. Now it's tied at two apiece in the 10th inning. And if the Nationals win this, they can uh, get the sweep of the Braves. So I need something to make me happy to get me uh, to finish the show strong here. So I'm going to save college basketball in a moment. That's in about four or five minutes here. But before that, let's head out to the hotline real quick. And we will welcome in Danielle. Danielle, how are you, ma'am? Hi, Rob. Good. How are you doing? I'm great. Danielle's with Panera Bread, and you guys are doing uh, some autism puzzle piece cookies. And uh, yes, this we is, are. This is just something that's really cool that you guys are doing. If you want to uh, to help out, tell people about the cookies first of all. Absolutely. Um, this week, April 9th through April 15th, we are selling our autism pieces of hope puzzle piece cookies at all of our cafes in Columbia. There's six of them. And 100% of the proceeds go back to MUSC's Project Rex, which is an autism initiative. All right. So that's really cool. So you just go to Panera Bread and you can get an autism puzzle piece cookie. You brought me one and I've got I'm showing it to my folks on Facebook Live right now. And it's got the uh, the blue autism piece because April is Autism Awareness Month. So you can yes. run by uh, any Panera Bread here in the Midlands and grab uh, one of these autism puzzle piece cookies. I'm going to tweet out a picture of this. And then it, yes. it, it might just go away. I don't know. Things may happen to it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the cookies are delicious. I know I'm biased, but they are amazing. They're shortbread and they have white icing right. with a edible puzzle piece decal on it, like you said. And um, you can pre-order the cookies online at covelli.com slash autism. And we're also taking pre-orders in the cafes yeah, for so pickup and pay. So go to a Panera Bread and tell them, hey, you want some autism cookies? And they'll, they'll hook you up with that. And it goes uh, to MUSC with their uh, studies for autism, right? Yes, yes. The initiative at MUSC is new, and they help um, children on the autism spectrum from birth till um actually i think their oldest patient is 28 right and it's really awesome it's a unique program that brings in people on the autism spectrum from all over south carolina georgia and north carolina and they have the autism news network that helps um people on the autism spectrum get jobs in the film industry and radio and um, working with technology so it's an awesome program all right, Danielle, so basically for our listeners, go to Panera Bread and buy an autism puzzle piece cookie. It's going to help out some uh, young folks, and it's going to help out with research for autism. Danielle, thanks so much for calling in today. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. All right, Danielle from Panera Bread, we appreciate her calling in. So run by your uh, local Panera Bread store and grab some autism puzzle piece cookies. You know, I got invited to a tailgate earlier. And uh, my from with my buddy Positive Mike uh, for the spring game up there. I might I might get some autism puzzle piece cookies and head up for that. All right, so I'm running out of show here. It's almost time for Lawton Swan of Clemson Sports Talk, the Czar of Clemson Sports. And I've got two things I've got to get to really quick. I'm going to save college basketball right now because it's in trouble. You know, you've heard about FBI probes and stuff like that, and how that may affect this team and that team and everything else. How about where high school stars are basically saying, uh, I'm just going to go to the G League, which is like the NBA's developmental league. And I tell you what, 
There's a 17-year-old kid named Darius Baisley from Cincinnati, the eighth best player in the 2018 class, according to 247sports.com's rankings. He decommitted from Syracuse and became the first top prospect to forfeit his college eligibility by declaring his intent to play in the G League. Now, we've had guys that have gone over to Europe, etc., but this, this young man is the first young man that says, you know what, I'm going to stay in America, and I'm going to play my first little bit of college, or my first basketball after high school in the G League for the NBA. So, now, if you look at this, the max salary for a G League player is $26,000. So you're not making life-changing money there, okay? But this young man wants to stay in the States and play basketball. Now, why this could be interesting is that a lot of players may look at this and say, you know what, why should I go to college? And, you know, if I go to college, yes, I'm getting that first year of college out of the way, but you're not going to get your degree in a year. But you can get $26,000 if you go play in this G League. That's the max salary. You may not get that much, but you're going to get something to go play in this G League. And you're playing against guys that are wanting to be in the NBA. Okay? I think this is the turning point right now for college basketball. Now, you can't wait. Now, the NBA has the one-and-done rule where you can, you're supposed to go to college at least one year, etc. You can't wait on the NBA to, to change their rules because they're just not. So if you're the NCAA, what you've got to do, and maybe some coaches can really start uh, setting the table for this, some strong-willed coaches. I know one here in Columbia. Oh, yes, Frank Martin. That's a strong-willed coach. Coach Martin, you should lead the charge for this, sir. If you're coming to college for me, we're going to have the same same admission standards as far as you're going to come here for three years just like if you were playing baseball or if you're playing football. I don't understand why it's any different. If you commit to go to college, that's that's the way to save college basketball, in my opinion. You're going to lose some of these guys anyway, but you're going to tell a young man, look, you're going to come here for three years. All right, so coaches like Calipari up at Kentucky, who is a great coach, but, I mean, let's be honest, he recruits a lot of one-and-done guys. Even Coach Mike Krzyzewski up at Duke, okay, he, he's been getting a lot of one-and-done guys. Javari Parker, uh, I remember him, and uh, there's, you know, just name name top prospect here, okay? Uh, Zion Williamson, the kid that, uh, that shunned Clemson and decided to go to Duke, he's projected as a one-and-done type prospect. The way to save college basketball is coaches need to get together and go up to the NCAA because, let's just be honest, the NCAA is toothless. But just tell them point blank, this is what we're going to do. We need to change the admission rules where if you commit to play college basketball, you're going to be here three years. Then you can tell the young man, look, you're not coming here for one year, you're coming here for three years. And if you go to summer school, you can get your degree before you go to the NBA. Now, that is something that's tangible, okay? If you have student loan payments, you know all about that mess. But if you can tell a young man, look, in three years, if you listen to me as a coach, I'm going to make sure that you have your college degree. And that is something that uh, you can offer there, and that's a lot more lucrative than the $26,000. And you're telling these guys, yeah, you may end up playing in the NBA, but you're going to have a college degree from my university 
before you go there, if you listen to me and you play your three years here, because that can't happen if you go to summer school and you do what you're supposed to do. So college coaches, that's how you fix college basketball. I fixed scheduling yesterday. My Superman cape is getting dusty. I had to you know, knock the dust off of it again today. And today I fixed college basketball. And finally this afternoon, my little wrap-up here on the Fireflies, they fall last night to the Washington Nationals affiliate, the Hagerstown Suns. Uh, they dropped that game 9-3. to three. They will uh, play tonight against Hagerstown. I think they're wrapping up that set. That's at Spear Communications Park, of course. We here at Fox Sports Radio 1400, we are your affiliate for the Fireflies. So if you're driving around this evening, you can uh, you can listen to some Fireflies baseball, a little baseball on the uh, – on the radio is always good. You can uh, pull it up on your iHeartRadio app. That's the best way to listen to this station, by the way. Just crystal clear. Just sounds so good. So the Fireflies are 3-3. Three and three. Hagerstown is 2-4. and four As they uh, try to win a, a game against them tonight. First pitch is at 7.05. Uh, pre-game starts, I think it's 6.45 here on uh, Fox Sports Radio 1400. The game above me depresses me. I'm going to be a triggered individual as I walk across the hall and give this studio to Lawton Swan of Clemson Sports Talk as the Atlanta Braves are tied now with the Washington Nationals to a piece. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at Rob Sounds Good. I love it when people uh, send me nice, lovely tweets about, uh, hey, how great the show is, etc. If I've made you angry, you can send hate tweets to at Clemson Sports. They handle all of uh, the, the hate tweets that are directed to me, okay? So at Clemson Sports for hate tweets, and nice things go to at Rob Sounds Good. Lawton Swan will join us in just a few minutes. Thanks for listening to The Rundown. I'm Rob Sanders, and uh, I'm done. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.